Hello, and welcome to The Advantage Investor, a Raymond James Limited podcast, a podcast that provides perspective for Canadian investors who want to remain knowledgeable, informed, and focused on long-term success. We are recording this on December 6th, 2023. I'm Chris Cooksey from the Raymond James Corporate Communications and Marketing Department. And today, financial planner Inez Arawi returns to the podcast. Inez has been on the podcast many, many times. We've discussed things like RESPs, RRSPs, RIFs, and all those other important financial planning topics. So check them out in the archives. Today, Inez and I will be discussing year-end financial planning tips. Welcome back to the podcast, Inez. I hope you're doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I look forward to our discussion. And uh, as always, we've got a lot going on, so we'll jump right in. And let's just start with the the big one. What subjects are we talking about uh, in regard to year-end financial planning? We are going to cover year-end planning when it comes to investing, donating, retirement accounts, TFSAs, and other few tips and notes. Awesome. The full gamut coming right at the listener today. Yeah. Uh, let's start with investing then. So, you know, every so often, you, or not so often, but at the end of the year, you always hear, this is a great opportunity for any of those uh, investments that maybe weren't the winners you expected. Maybe do a little tax harvesting and tax loss selling. So maybe just uh, discuss that there. Yep. Tax loss selling is a strategy to offset capital gains by selling investment with accrued losses. So it's a strategy for those with non-registered investments holding unrealized capital losses and who aim to recover taxes paid on net capital gains for this year, in the past, or in the future, because the losses can be carried back three years. In this case, it would be crucial for taxes paid in 2020 or carried forward indefinitely. Okay. And in terms of deadline, do they, is, it, is it a December 31st thing or is it similar to RSPs where it maybe stretches into the new year a bit? Yes. The last day for tax loss selling of Canadian and U.S. securities is December 27, 2023 to ensure settlement in the same year. Oh, so that makes sense, right? So so it's not hanging around till the next year. Just make sure it gets done early. Uh, makes sense. Right. Now, can I sell? Um, and then I still think this is a really good buy. So I'm going to sell it take the tax loss, and then I'm going to buy it the next day, and I'm going to sneak that by the CRA. Can I do that? No, <laughs> because the superficial loss rules apply. So if you repurchase a sold security within 30 days, the capital loss won't count. It won't offset your capital gains for 2023 or ever. Uh, if you wish to repurchase that security that you sold, you can set a date 30 days after the sale of that security. I would say it's best to speak with your financial advisor about this strategy before mm -hmm. doing it because it involves tax and financial planning, but also there is risk and the value of investments can change. All right. Now, in terms of uh, donating securities, uh, often a very effective way to to help yourself and, and, the, and the, the charity you're donating securities to. Um, so what are the options there uh, when it comes to your end? Donating to registered charities can lower the income taxes with a federal donation tax credit of minimum 29% in 2023 plus additional provincial credit. This is for donations exceeding $200. You can pool donations with a partner and they must be made also by December 31st with a receipt date. All right. Now, uh, do I have to sell the securities, take the cash and then donate it or are there other options? Yeah, so... Most people, some people may think that we can only donate in cash, but we can also donate publicly listed securities. 
I recommend uh, the ones with accrued gains in a non-registered account. It eliminates capital gains tax and provides a tax receipt for the fair market value. So not the uh, receipt for the adjusted cost base, not the what how much it costs you. So it really gives you a tax receipt for the full fair market value. I would say it's also essential to discuss this with your advisor early in December, so very, very soon, to make sure it's uh, done before December 31st deadline. All righty. Now, obviously, the government's always looking at changing things, and, and especially when it comes to the tax code. Um, there may be possible changes on the horizon in 2024, so um, maybe just uh, cover that for a sec here. Yes, yes, there, there are. The, there are. Because of the proposed changes to the alternative minimum tax AMT for 2024. Uh, the AMT proposed changes are complex and would need their own podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cover a little bit. So if you planned to make a donation in 2023, this one is crucial as the government, like I said, has proposed changes to the AMT for 2024, and that may impact charitable planning with changes in rates, exemptions, and changes to inclusion rates for securities donations. So the larger the donation you plan to make, the more or the more significant the impact of AMT in the future. All right. Now, retirement accounts. We had a whole episode on uh, what happens when you turn 71 by the end of the year. Um, So maybe just uh, focus on some retirement accounts year-end information. Absolutely. If you turn 71 in 2023, you have until December 31st to make a final RSP contribution before converting to a RIF. Uh, you won't be able to contribute in the first 60 days of 2024. So this is really important to be done in the next week. Um, couples with a younger spouse can bypass this recommendation, meaning when one is older than 71 and the other one is younger than 71, as long as the older partner has RSP contribution room, they can still contribute in their partner's spousal RSP. Okay. Uh, Any other strategies regarding RIFs? Yes. Uh, If you're between 65 and 71, you can convert a portion of your RSP to a RIF so that you're eligible to the pension income tax credit. Uh, This credit, it applies to the first $2,000 of eligible pension income. It offers federal and provincial tax savings. Again, this one would recommend discussing this strategy with your advisor because it also depends on your other income streams and maybe you are already receiving pension income, so it wouldn't apply. All righty. Now, we talked about TFSAs uh, as well. It feels like we had a lot of inflation (laughs) over the last year, and I know that TFSAs increases depend on the amount of inflation. So um, do we have a new contribution limit for TFSAs in 2024? It has been announced. Yes, we do. So Canadian residents aged 18 uh, and older can contribute to a tax-free savings account with a 2023 limit of 6,500. And it's increasing to 7,000 in 2024. You see where inflation uh, played a role here. (laughs) The total contribution limit uh, since TFSA's introduction in 2009 for those 18 and older at that time is currently 88,000. And it's going to be increasing to 95000 2024 because of that $7,000 contribution limit. All right. And um, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one, but what's the deadline for a TFSA contribution? Yes. Okay. Yes, you do. I'm sure you do. There is no deadline for TFSA contributions. Um, and any unused limit can 
be carried forward to future years. I do recommend, I, I mean, it's good we're talking about it right now for year-end financial planning tips because I would recommend doing a contribution as soon as possible if you, if you have room uh, so that you can benefit from growth for a longer period of time. And one of the great things about TFSAs is you can replace any with, withdrawals that you make, but there are rules around that. So maybe we cover that right now. Yes, that's where financial planning comes into place. Uh, so withdrawn amounts can generally be recontributed in the following year so that we have to be cautious about withdrawing and recontributing in the same year as it may lead to over-contribution penalties. Now, if you're planning a TFSA withdrawal in 2024, consider doing it by December 31st, 2023. I would say early 2024. If you're planning a TFSA withdrawal in early 2024, consider doing it by December 31st of this year to be able to recontribute it in 2024 without having to wait until 2025. Makes sense. And uh, finally, uh, let's just open it up here. Give us some uh, general recommendations maybe for the year-end financial planning process. Yeah, we there are a few notes I didn't mention. Uh, for example, about RESP, RDSP, FHSAs, and expenses. So I'll go over them if you if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, for those who have RESPs, making an RESP contribution by December thirty first is beneficial, especially for beneficiaries who are between the age of fourteen and seventeen, as it allows you to maximize the Canada Education Savings Grant for the next years before the beneficiary turns 18. Um, And the same recommendation applies to RDSP. So eligible investors may consider contributing to their RDSP by December 31st to receive assistance for the current year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you probably remember we did the podcast on uh, first home savings accounts? So for that one as well, we need to consider contributing um especially well obviously if we plan to become a homeowner provided that we meet the criteria so being a canadian resident at least 18 years old and a first time home buyer uh, you can contribute up to $8000 before december 31st to benefit from a deduction against your 2023 income so this one is tricky because it is uh, similar a little bit to the RESP. You can deduct the contribution against your income, but the deadline is December 31st and not the first 60 days of 2024. Okay. So we have the next few you need to have the next few weeks, sorry, to do it. And finally, if you had any expenses related to investments in 2023, I recommend paying them in 2023 so that you can optimize your tax deductions or credits for the current year. Awesome. Always informative, Inez. Uh, Thank you very much for taking the time today. Uh, I look forward to you joining the podcast in the new year again. Uh, Until then, I wish you happy holidays, happy new year, uh, and hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. Happy holidays to you too, and happy new year. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Before I go, I just want to thank Peter Connard, who is retiring at the end of December. So hopefully these these tips might help him. Um, But without Peter's support, this podcast would not exist. Reach out to us at the Advantage Investor Pod at RaymondJames.ca. Subscribe to the Advantage Investor on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please contact your advisor with any questions you have. On behalf of Raymond James and the Advantage Investor, thank you for taking the time to listen today. Until next time, stay well.
This podcast is for informational purposes only. Statistics and factual data and other information are from sources Raymond James Limited believes to be reliable, but their accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Information is furnished on the basis and understanding that Raymond James Limited is to be under no liability whatsoever in respect thereof. It is provided as a general source of information and should not be construed as an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any product and should not be considered tax advice. Raymond James advisors are not tax advisors and we recommend that clients seek independent advice from a professional advisor on tax related matters. Securities related products and services are offered through Raymond James Limited, member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Insurance products and services are offered through Raymond James Financial Planning Limited, which is not a member of Canadian Investor Protection Fund.